Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Super stoked for tonight's show for many different reasons. I mean, like, I've known these guys going on almost 20 years now. And uh, during the pandemic, I was very proud of the work we did with two seasons of Brother Reflections. And basically, it was like a behind-the-music documentary series with photos and videos from their historic run from basically being here in America for 30 years, they came into my life in my early 20s when I filmed Mongrel Mythology. And from then on, I maintained um, contact with them, mainly because I love them. You know, like there's something about the the brothers that make you feel good when you're around them. And I think that that's kind of like what made them so successful in their careers is that the fans stuck by them because, you know, sometimes like a band can get up on stage and play a song doesn't mean anything. But the band that we're interviewing tonight the two brothers, the songs mean stuff to so many different people all across across the globe. You know, I was looking in my closet today and I found a tote bag that said, hang on to all the little things you love. And I remember when the tote bag came out and, you know, I was a young man. I didn't really understand it because I didn't have any things left. I didn't have things that were new to me that I loved. And now as a family man and a dad, of course, I think about that bag all the time when I go out with my family and my son and my mother. And, you know, their music means something to me. And I'm super stoked to have them both back on the show. One's in Australia and one's in the West Coast of the United States of America. To make these podcasts happen, it requires a huge amount of uh, direction and organization. With that being said, please welcome back to the podcast, Angus Richardson and Hamish Richardson here on the show tonight. Fellas, how are you? Great. Bob. Hello, Bob. <laughs> so, great yeah, to, it's been how many months? Hook up again. How many months yeah, since we did Brother Reflection Season 2? Uh, well, I think it was when I was back in Australia and I left early April, so it might have been March. It seems like it was yesterday, but, you know, yeah, I mean, I know. We, we, it's funny how, like, you know, like uh, in relationships in your life, and I'm sure you guys can attest to this, there's some folks that, you know, you, you don't see for a while. But then, you know, as soon as you get back in with them, it's like, you know, 2004 was yesterday. Yeah. Very, well, we're very just, true. We've just come out of... Um, long lockdown here um so our girls lily and grace they're they're up in sydney and they've had a, a four-month lockdown so we haven't seen them in all that time wow and we we're just saying they've just come down for the weekend and um we we're just saying how it's so bizarre like four months has passed and yet it feels like we could they could have been down here a couple of weekends ago so Isn't it, yeah it's, it's just a- it's sad right hash like the passage of time it's it, your recollection it becomes a shorter you know what I mean? When you're younger, like I remember like these feelings of grandiose like expectations of like, I could do this forever. But then when you're older, you're just like, oh man, time is just escaping me. Oh, it's so, it's, it's so bizarre. It's such an interesting study, isn't it? You know, what happens to all those moments that we've lived in the last four months or six months since we've spoken. And yet, yeah, they all just get condensed into a blink of an eye. <laughs> you're right on that. Yeah. So they've been locked down for a whole month because of COVID? No, four months, Sydney. Wow. wow. Yeah, and we've been locked down here for a couple of months, so we've just come out of that. So we sort of escaped the first wave, and then we got hit hard by Delta in Australia. So Melbourne, I think, um, we're sort of halfway between Melbourne and Sydney almost. You can think of it that way. And mm-hmm. Sydney's had four months lockdown. Melbourne's just come out of what I think is the longest lockdown on the planet. So... Um, yeah, it's been having escaped it in the first twelve months. We uh, we got a good taste of it this year. And what well, about you, Angus? 
Or may I just say that that uh, reminds me of a song that Hamish and I used to sing in our first days as teenagers out in the scene. You remember, Ash? Delta Dawn, what's that flower you have on? Could it be a faded rose from days gone by? And did I hear you say, well, why does it remind you of that song? Because <laughs> the old dreaded Delta variant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was not with you. I was going to Dorney. I was going to our mum to Dorney. Or... That's what I thought. Oh, no. I, I was like, oh, did you guys write a song called Delta Donny? Like, because your mum. <laughs> um... <laughs> Actually, it was an old favourite back in the day when we first started playing out in the pubs. It was. It was sung by Around Australian Helen, Helen Reddy. But uh, yeah, I, was... I, I assumed you'd pick up the harmony with me. You were just stunned. <laughs> trying to catch up. Bob, I've been, well, I've been good, mate. Just to uh, get back to the whole concept of time, it just feels like there is no spare time. There's so many things that are, uh, you know, demanding attention and time. And just I think as you get older, trying to be able to, being able to manage time well is such a skill. I agree. Yeah. I mean, you know what? The one thing is like, um, I, I guess some people struggle with, um, you know, being in the moment, right? Like um, it's hard now with like all the distractions, you know, like um, we went out to brunch today and so many people were on their phones, you know, um, it's just, it's just weird. It's a weird time to, um, to be alive, really. I mean, there's so much distraction. There's so much um, things going on in the world that are um, difficult for a lot of people because they're always opposing each other in a constant state of conflict. I just want to like be a dad forever. You know what I mean? Like I want to stay in this fight. Like my son's five and I want him to stay five and I want to stay yeah, 41 yeah. and I don't ever want this to go away like at all, you know? And like, I know it is. And that's sad. You know, it's like, I just, oh, you know, I hear you. Well, yeah. my son's 12 and that's I mean, that's why I'm not rushing to get back out on the road again. I just, you know, the, mm -hmm. there's such a, a limited window and it, and it, and it speeds up the, I know. the growing older, the maturing of the kids. So yeah, you're right. Just got to. Well, I think, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, um, it's great to hear you guys have that awareness of being in the moment with your kids while they're still kids. Cause you know, my are, both growing up and left home, living away in a big city and having careers of their own and lives. But, you know, I just look back and just think if I could do it all again, I would in a heartbeat. First yeah. of all, to, you know, do a few things differently that I would have done, but mainly just to experience it all, even if, if it was to experience it all just exactly the same way again. It was just such a, an amazing period and... Um, you know, what an amazing privilege to have kids that you're raising and, you know, who you're teaching, but they're teaching you at the same time, but to, uh, wow, to be in the moment and just be loving that. So. Yeah, it's it's something special. I mean, like, it's it's fleeting, too, because it's like, you know, you're building memories and you know these memories are existing. It's like occasionally, like, sometimes, like, something will happen where I know that I've generated, like, a, I think on actually Brother Reflections once out of nowhere, I called it a masterpiece memory. And like, sometimes like I'll be on the backyard, like having like a game of soccer with Tyler or something, you know, and like, he'll like kick it real well or something. And like, you know, I'll give him like that, like, you know, good job kid. And like, he just looks up at me like, yeah, daddy, <laughs> thank you so much, daddy. You know? And it's like, <laughs> I know that like, he'll remember those moments. And it's like, um, 
for those who are never a parent, they don't know, you know, they don't know that there's this other aspect towards life that like, you know, I'm also too full of gratitude to be privy to. Yeah. But it's also yeah. like, it's a, it's a different life. It's you, you, once, once you have kids, you go off on a tangent and mm -hmm. it's a different world. And you, you just see the world through different eyes because you're increasingly seeing it through their eyes too, which is, is humbling and, and uh, grounding. And I would also you, add horrifying to it because the world that we live in now is a lot different than the world that both uh, like all of us here, like when we grew up as children, we didn't have all these things going on, you know? And like, I worry about that sometimes. I worry about like um, technology, how it relates. Like my son isn't about the phone, but he like he likes games, you know? And like, we don't let him have the screen all the time. And like, I could just see him like switching over into that dopamine, like addiction, like I need it now. And it's like, mm. I know that in my son's five, but I also, I wonder sometimes like, you know, you said your son's 12, you know? And it's like, I can't imagine like entering into my pubescent years and having to deal with like the, the monotony of all the different apps and all the different, you know, personalities that you're purporting towards like your friends, you know, it's, it's exhausting. Really. What do you guys oh, think? It's, about a, it's a completely, it's a completely different world. And, you know, as, as we know, an exponentially changing, rapidly changing world, from the one we grew up in. And um, yeah, look, we just see it you know, given that I'm, I'm high school teaching at the moment, you know, you just see, see such a difference in the kids. I mean, on the one hand, they know so much. They know so much more than we did at that age, but they don't have the context in, often in which to process all that information that they have at their fingertips. So it's such a, uh, and, you know, and then you've got the whole attention span thing and, in the classroom, it's it's a real challenge to, to give them things that feel like they're they're new and engaging or exciting enough to keep their attention because anything they want, any gratification, um, instant gratification, is at their fingertips. So, yeah, it is. It's um, it's hard not, I guess, as a I can imagine as a parent of young kids to be um, a little bit perturbed by that, you know, and the and the potential of it all. But I suppose the other side of it is we're just, it is what it is. You know, we can't, um, we can never go back. <laughs> and it is is what it is and it's going to be what it is. Um, um, in some respects, we've just got to make most of it. And, of course, there are positives to it as well. Oh, yeah, it, 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 sure my analogy are, is, but... <laughs> I was going to say, my analogy is always the, you know, it's like the ring, the, like the, the power of it and the, and the uh, things you can do with the technology are just mind blowing. I mean, even when, when we're Ash, we were on tour with with Tina and the girls, you know, back in the early two thousands, there was no social media then. But you know, we you had the internet to a certain degree, and mm -hmm. I just remember Gracie talking about the rate of change. I remember Gracie just looking at me quizzically one time when we were talking, and then she just, she paused and then just looked up at me and said. Oh, Uncle Gussie, so you're from the olden days. <laughs> and I just I just answered her, yeah, I, I am. And even more so now. It's, but that, yeah, that rate of change is incredible. And the fact that it's speeding up, you know, and because psychologically, we don't know, we don't know how it's affecting us because we haven't had time to 
to have long-term studies on the effects of all the technology on on grown-ups, let alone uh, kids. So it's it's like we're we're guinea pigs in our own experiment. I read that um, now every ten years we have an influx of new technology that would normally take thirty to forty years. So every ten years we're getting. 30 to 40 years worth of, you know, new technology in it. I mean, like the cameras and the phones, I mean, you know, I got the new iPhone and the, the, the camera's amazing. It's, it's, it's cinematic, yeah. you know, and um, yeah, it's just a tough type thing to think about. It's like almost like knowing there's a shark in the ocean, but allowing your son to go swimming still, you know, and being like, well, maybe if you just swim over here to the right, you'll avoid all the pitfalls of social media, but it is a thing. And it's like, I mean, I live, you guys know where I live. And it's like, I don't see kids in the neighborhood playing at all, like ever. Like they're not out on bikes. They're inside, yeah. like right away, you know? And I mean, like even like, um, like face it, like from a parent perspective too, of like using technology for the greater good of safety. I have met a whole bunch of new parents now that my son is in the public school. I'm in this whole new world. I just finished his soccer season. I was a soccer dad really dug that fellas i i enjoyed saturday morning all these parents like bugging out and like you know me i'm calm and collected like hey you're ready to have fun you know watching people get upset but uh i met this person at the bus stop and she has her son has like an iphone watch and the iphone watch is actually not a iphone watch it's like a tracker so she could track where her son is on the bus yeah. where he is in school yeah. and i'm like yeah like that's ah that sounds good but also too that sounds crazy like what happens yeah. when he's 12 or 13 and you're tracking him and he's going off and doing something that maybe he shouldn't yeah, or most, you know yeah well it's it just it's we we haven't paused to consider how these technologies can be abused and corrupted or manipulated and it, you know when you when these things are centralized too there's always there's always that possibility so there's been no real public discussion about it and the advantages are are incredible like if you know where your little kid is well that's amazing but there's still an element of 1984 to it like <laughs> we as kids just the idea that our parents would know exactly where we are would have been pretty weird horrifying at times because i was in some pretty uh, legit situations with drew reed you know but uh that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> um if is, ever there was if ever there was a rascal <laughs> Yeah, I, hey, um, I mean, like, he wasn't really a rascal, though. I mean, he was just a sweet kid, and then he got rascally later in life, which is kind of nuts. But were you about to I say that? Hard to believe. <laughs> You're right. I was, I was, I think, once a rascal, always a rascal. I was, um, no, I was just going to say, I think my biggest, if I had to, had to, um, yeah, distill it to, to one thought, the whole technology and the, the, ch the rate of change thing, it's that, things now as you as you said bob you know what now used to take 30 years now takes 10 and i think actually it's faster than that now um, um so my yeah my distilling of all that and where it sits with me is that it's just we we now are our we're evolving and changing so fast that we don't have time to actually consider what we like about the now that we want to take forward and take with us. So, you know, there's some really amazing things about now or the, how we grew up or how when my girls are growing up that now no longer are part of, part of how we do things. And only because things change so fast, we didn't have a chance to go, oh, that's, 
we, we should keep doing it that way as well. Like we, we should bring that forward because that's actually really cool. It's an interesting um, point so you made my, there. It's like we can't. It's like we had no. It's like we couldn't come up for air. We just had to keep swimming underwater to get to the other side of the pool. Like, like for some reason, what you were saying there, like I was thinking of like, you know, your kids growing up, um, uh, late nineties, early uh, thousands, blockbuster video. <laughs> like, what was the blockbuster you guys? It was the one I used to have to return tapes. I think it was on uh, Western, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah. like, I would. I remember returning tapes to. I remember one time I didn't get there in time. And I was like, shit, I'm gonna have to pay the, the late fee for Gus, you know? But um that whole thing I just I said, don't worry about it, Mike. <laughs> it's probably up in the thousands now that late fee, but regardless. <laughs> um the whole notion though that like you know, I had to leave your apartment in a car to go take a big old cassette back to the hub. Yeah. Whereas now, like, you know, like in as we know, I mean, we know what happened with music too as well. It became just as expendable as film, you know, like it's People now like are consuming films at home. They're consuming all of their music on Spotify, and it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like this, I I still miss the physical stuff in my hand. Like I I'm from that generation of wanting to hold the new CD in my hand. You know. Well, Bob, that's that's really simple because we we are tactile beings. Like we are, we like touch. We like to touch each other. We like the the feel of of someone's touch on our skin, but we also like to, to hold things. We like to hear things like, you know, new electric vehicles, they, they're designing whole sounds to go with, with the electric vehicle because silence we don't like, you know, so we like, we like sound, we like touch. So yeah, you're right not to be able to hold something in our hands to see it, to smell it or whatever. It takes away a whole sensory experience for what it means to be sentient beings or to be human. Um, so yeah, I think you got to, and look, the other the other side of that is that it's now not, you know, there is now AI is now writing hit songs. <laughs> yeah, it is. So you know, uh, it's it's as as artists and you know, creatives. Wow, what a whole whole new ball game that is for people. I mean, if I told you in 2004 when we were touring that there would be artificial intelligence, I mean, like just last summer, there was a, an artificial intelligence produced new track of what the computer thought a new Nirvana song would sound like in 2021. And it was eerie. I, I could send it to you if you guys want to hear it, but it's like it's a computer mimicking Kurt Cobain's voice from all the algorithm of all the songs that he's ever done. So, I mean, if that's in 2021 and we discuss that technology will continue and continue, maybe Kurt Cobain comes back from the dead in 15, 20 years and they figure that out in the digital form, you know, like. Well, he doesn't even have to come. They've already figured it out in the digital form with deep fakes. So they, right. can, they can create a new, an original Kurt Cobain song and have him singing it yeah. along with the boys. I mean, that's. That's a different world to the one uh, we grew up in on the farm, Gus. <laughs> you know? <laughs> look, right. when, when we grew up, it's just like when we were at high school, you didn't even really think about the clothes you wore. No. Like, very, very little thought was put put to, into, you know, okay, we're just going out. It's got to be kind of better clothes or it's got to be, you know, it's just like we've just come so far from then. You know, when we, when we recorded our first demo... We did it on not even a cassette, but a cassette head cleaner tape. 
Wow. <laughs> just because we had no idea. Yeah, we had no idea, but it's just like... I think it still plays, though. Yeah. You still have it? You know, it's interesting. I just was going through some old drawers tonight, and... Um... Do I have, you know, I put it in the kitchen, but um, I found a bunch of my old cassette tapes and uh, one of the cassette tapes had something that I hadn't thought about in a while. And when it was a regular cassette tape and at the top of the cassette tape, there would be these two little holes. And if you took scotch tape and you covered those holes, you could then re-record over that tape. So say, for instance, yeah. it's a tape of something you don't like and you're like, I don't like this tape, but there's something on the radio. <laughs> I forgot about that, man. I completely oh, forgot yeah, yeah. about it. And it's wild because it's like a, little- a trick little hack it was a, a first hack <laughs> like out there right yeah like, yeah those little tabs that so then if you recorded your own cassette you'd have to break those little tabs so mm-hmm. it couldn't be recorded over exactly right. yeah talking about stuff that everybody who grew up in that era would know about but that our kids would have no idea what we're talking about i've seen videos of them where they try to um hand uh, young children a walkman and hand in the cassette and they just have no clue how to put it in but also too i mean like i was um I was in Ambler, Pennsylvania, um, trick-or-treating last weekend with my my family. And um, we're coming down the block, and my son stops everybody, and he points. He goes, what's that? And here it was one of the last few remaining phone booths. But his yeah. look of being like, what is that? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. and I was just like, oh. and like, in my mind, I'm like, we're doomed. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're totally doomed. Like, but it's a Yeah, I mean, like, I think, you guys yeah, remember yeah. MapQuest? Like when we were touring, remember MapQuest? Like you had to print it out, and like yeah. if you, oh, yeah, it, yeah. and then like you know, say for instance, the MapQuest direct, directions weren't right, you didn't have a chance to go print that out if you're like two hundred like miles away from the days in. Well, no, back in the nineties, exactly. we had to have a, a was it a Gregory's over in America? It was, a Gregory's in Australia, in a, in a, in America, it was the um, yeah, it was the big, but it's thick, big. thick inch thick book oh. of maps all um, over all, we, from we, all over the country uh, we'd have to follow Ed, that Edmonds maps or um yeah North 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 trucker, we had the big truckers the truckers uh maps book. i do i actually remember you guys having that in the back of big red or the geo prism it was a big book right like a big big one with like all yeah, detailed yeah, maps yeah. yeah see i you know what i was talking to drew about that too it's like i used to like be the map guy for drew like when, or vice versa if i was driving and we took pleasure in like helping each other out like you know like it was a true yeah. job for shotgun you know now shotgun could stay on your phone go on tiktok and make like a you know a video for everybody to see in the world but like even road trips i guess have been compromised in a way it's like i you know well, it's interesting. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Sorry, I'll just say my interesting thing, then you can say. I was just <laughs> thinking about that. Was cute, like, guys, well, as brothers, right there. Interesting, interesting. Yes. <laughs> well, I'll probably yeah. forget mine first. I was just going to say, like, <laughs> technological advancements often tend to smooth things out and take the character out out of life and experiences because you know you got the GPS situation where you you're no longer um, you know involved in the whole process intellectually but also just like with modern freeways when Mm -hmm. the the more they take over you lose the little country road experience i remember that going driving from cindy to our farm in the old days over the blue mountains and when they put in the the big new highways suddenly we didn't have these wonderful little curvy windy interesting uh, bush roads so we we for all of the advancements we tend to lose a lot of the subtleties i think yeah, for safety and convenience, we lose the character, and that's yeah, that's what's happening on the south coast here of New South Wales. Is that we're 
you know, people had come, I suppose for me, it's that, I mean, my interesting thing was going to be to say that, you know, is it just nostalgia that makes us think that, you know, so much of what we had was just better in some way than what it is now. But um, on the windy road thing, yeah, I think that's a great analogy, but also very tangible experience because down here, they're just in the process of putting in a big highway down the east coast of Australia. You know, they, they just want to move people in en masse as safely and as efficiently as possible. But when, yeah, right. when we shoot for safety and efficiency, we, we often forsake character and same down here, you'd come, you'd hit the south coast and suddenly you'd be have to slow down and you'd be winding through these beautiful, this bush winding roads. But that was all part of the actual experience. It'd take you longer to get there. Um, but before you even got to the south coast, you're forced to physically and kind of mentally, even emotionally slow down. You know, you'd be then taking in the bush. You'd be all around you. And and that's why people come to parts of the world like this. But then, yeah, we um, we lose it when we just want safety and efficiency. So now, yeah, yeah it's, it's really saddened me. I mean, I guess like now, like, like as you made that last sentence, I kept thinking to myself, like, well, where are we going to look for that next? And I guess the answer would be outer space, right? I mean, they're already doing it. Since the last time we did Brother Reflections, we have, Two, two, or uh, maybe three, three commercially pilot piloted flights to space. One which included um, Captain Kirk, uh, Captain Kirk, William Shatner, age ninety, going to space. I mean, like if I told you that at the end of Reflection season two, nobody would have believed that. But I mean, like <laughs> the idea of, uh, and this is how we, we tie all like twenty years of history here too together. It's like the idea of frontierism, the idea of adventure, the idea of the bushwhackers, the idea of like you know, uh, Western expansion, like that doesn't like that. It's gone now. Like if you want to have a, uh, an expansion, you got to go to Whole Foods and get some vitamins or something. You know I mean, you, you don't have the chance anymore to um, go back into the wild. You know, like the idea of the walkabout to some now seems like no and void. They would never do something like that. And it's like, we're not connecting inside no more because we're so focused on the, the material, you know? And it's like, I really believe that um, social emotional learning for students at a young age, like I know they're teaching it at my son's school. And like, I really, I'm, I'm interested in pursuing that as a career. Cause it's like, we need to be told at a young age, how to express our feelings. So that way, when we get older, you know, we we've already learned those tools, you know? Yeah. Oh, look, it's so, I think um, oh, I heard a great quote the other day, actually Tina, Tina who's doing a PhD read something and it was like, it's uh it's easy to make things complicated, but it's difficult to make things easy. Um, and then, so I think we do, we, we've, we've created quite a complicated world in trying to simplify things with technology. That actually made it really complicated and certainly made it complicated for kids, I think. But I also heard a great quote from the guy um, who did My Octopus Teacher. That Love that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, incredible. You know, what a life learning bit of art that is but he he was uh on a show here the other night a news show and he was saying that um we're we're born on a cellular level anticipating a wild existence but we've created uh but we've created a a sterile existence for ourselves as humans um we've created a very safe environment so it's almost on a cellular level we want to be connected with nature and 
um, but we've created our environment to be very disconnected from the rest of nature. You know, um, so you're just saying that it's on some level we need to try and uh, reconnect. But he also made the point the biggest because they're also talking about you know climate change and global warming at the same time. And he said mm -hmm. the biggest threat to the world and to humanity is um, what did he call it? He called it the the cooling the cooling of our relationship with nature. Yes, I, I firmly believe that one hundred percent is that we we look to doctors and we look to pharmacies and we look to you know it's like the last place in the world you would ever think to go to get something to help you would be the woods in today's culture it just doesn't happen you know but it's also too it's like that disconnect that discord of like um nature it's also felt throughout community too as well i mean i live in plymouth meaning where i have all these souls who sleep within 100 yards of my sleeping soul at night and some of them i don't know Hundreds of years ago, that would have not, never happened. I would have known all their names. I would have known all their kids. We all would have sat together, ate together, sat by the fire together. And like, that's like to some, like, that's just, you know, and like, and now with the phones of like not looking at people in the eyes, uh, not, you know, saying hello to a stranger, you know, it's. I think you're right. Look, it, you use the expression removed and like, you know, it's not just one step, often more than one step removed. Well, for example, us, we can't give each other a hug and to see the whites of our eyes and our expressions. We're just these flat images on our funny little screens. But it's the same with a lot of people's experience of nature. You know, they might have a, you know, the this dystopian idea of having the big screen with a, you know, waterfall in your, in your apartment, but you don't actually get to experience it in reality. The, you know, the whole concept of virtual reality with the metaverse. I mean, that's flash pretty to the, um, scary. Flash to, the loony, flash to the loony cartoon of the father and son sitting there watching this beautiful scene of nature on their television when out the window is the actual scene that they're watching on their television. It's disturbing because it's like, it's, it's, it's nestled in entertainment too. It's like nobody like comes into this wild i like how you said that too the quote uh you know you expect a wild existence you know like and then it's like uh, what am i gonna do you know like i feel that 100 because i know i'm crazy like and like sometimes like i'll be in a situation where it's so mundane and it's so complicated and it's like people like to make things complicated they don't like to make things easy they want to go the hard way they don't want to do it the easy way and sometimes people don't want to simplify things because their ego is in the way and it's like i firmly believe that there is, I mean, your ego, you have to dissolve. And if you really get in touch with like, you know, the idea of uh, humans connecting and like everything being one, and then you get closer to like what the source really is all about. And like, there is no side, there is no political agenda to that source. That source doesn't have a Facebook or a social media account. It just loves you, you know? And like a lot of times I think people, you know, bad shit happens in, in, in life and people are like, why'd you do that to me, God? Uh, this great book it's called conversations with god and it's like this guy's you know asking these questions to god and god's answering back and god's like look man i'm not a human okay i'm an artist and i created you guys to see what it was like to be alive and i like that too you know because it's like if some kid gets sick and you're like how could this kid you know get leukemia and pass away at such a young age like why would you do this god like god's up there probably you know he or she or it's crying and just not make understanding like i thought i made the right thing i thought i made the right choice and it's like 
I do believe, I guess, like, you know, in free will that way that like, if you do good things and like, you know, good things will come back to you. But I do think that we need to get in touch with nature again. We do. Well, that's, I think of nature as like the ultimate drug because it satisfies on all levels, but in a healthy way. And just when you were talking, I was thinking of, you know, we're getting back to our talk about modern technology. And I think what it, what it taps into is like evolutionary um, parts of us. Like, just think about like how we, where we love sweet things, but then that was manipulated by, you know, people advertising nefariously sweet things that aren't good for us so that we're, it, but it's playing on something within us that we, we're just attracted to. Same with the, you know, the beeps on the phone, all these, they, they psychologically, the big tech companies know know what what triggers us and what we respond to so you know once again the whole concept of us being guinea pigs in this experiment that we haven't had time to even uh analyze what, what what's happening but also we don't get a chance to to determine whether the effects are good or bad or what even the effects are yet so well, in some ways, gets, I think that gets back to what I was saying before about, you know, because change happens so exponentially fast now, you know, it's almost like in in years gone by, changes, changes always happened and technology had come on new technologies and it have an impact and they would change things. But we didn't have to have research into whether it was good or bad for us because there was a settling period, you know, something new had come along and we adapt it more slowly um, and maybe arguably adapt some at least some things in a way that where the negative impact on on our existence was was reduced i don't know maybe that's a, a cinderella you know oh, i mean like you know um we're under the clock here too fellas we only have a couple minutes left uh, just like old times and brother reflections too i don't want to cut you off hash but i want to be able to give everybody a chance to talk before we uh wrap things up here um what i would say to that is drew went to Colorado and joined a youth group or a, I don't know what it was, some sort of youth group type thing where he's supposed to go out into the wild and clean shit. And he didn't like it. And he went to the nearest town, didn't have MapQuest, didn't have an iPhone, didn't have the internet. And when he got there on his own, he met you guys, which in turn made all this happen, which has nothing to do with technology at all. And those intricate moments in time yes they can be achieved you can meet your dream girl now on your phone you can get married you know i know some guys right now they're getting married because they're on they met this girl on the internet it's wild but i don't know i mean like i don't, like like you like the whole thing too is like we don't know if this is good or not but i do know that it was good for me that drew went out there and met you guys and we've continued to to continue to make content in 2021 together i think it was good that you two were rascals together as youths and Give thanks for that. Yeah. I, I, I think to sum up what sort of age we're living in, for me, it's definitely an age of confusion and distraction. So much. It's like a kaleidoscope of things for all of us. And it's very like truth. Truth has just suddenly become very subjective. Mm -hmm. um, so we don't know cool. what's up and what's down. It's fascinating. Mm -hmm. It's like we're living, definitely living inside a science fiction novel. Or, uh, you know, they, some say it's the, what is it, the simulation. 
Uh, final thoughts, Hash, before we wrap up. Final thoughts are that I think um, for me, where the discussion is heading to is that, you know, we as humans, we have a hard time getting out of our own way. And, yes. Um, they're going to cut it. I'm sorry, yeah. Hash. They're going to cut me off. I don't want to cut you off. <laughs> Gus, uh, that was your final thought. Look, let's do this again. I'm going to call you guys um, post on Facebook here and we'll chat a little bit more. But for everybody else, we will get back into Brother Reflection season three. I promise. I love these guys and I love you for listening. My name's Bob and this has been another episode of The, the Bobcast. Bobcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, fellas. I hit you right back. <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. All right. All right.